We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 328 on the Blue White Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys. As always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Boys, how are we feeling on this Lose Monday? Um, I had some actually good personal lose, so I'm feeling good. Not about the loss, obviously, but just feeling good about today. Been kind of nice outside. Malcolm, what's up with you? Woo! Ooh. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, man. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm chilling. I mean, you saw it coming. I seen it coming. I did. I did. I, I just had that little that, that hunch. Uh, I felt like it was coming, and it, it happened. I didn't want it to happen, but it happened. Yeah, sucks yeah. as the Bears, though. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't got to one of those points where I actually like yelled at the TV in a while, and it happened on Sunday. When Justin Fields threw the ball to the right tackle's ass, and they didn't call intentional grounding, and I saw DJ Moore just go up the field for a touchdown on fourth and thirteen, that like I actually like legitimately yelled at the TV and was pissed. Did that give did you, you Did you did you yell I hate the Chicago Bears, or did you yell something else? I, I can't tell you what I yelled. I don't know what <laughs> I, I don't remember what I yelled. It was just everything in the moment. I'm just saying this is bullshit stuff like that. It was it was just one of those things in the moment that you know mm-hmm. you kind of black out for a second. Yeah, it gives you like a play like that kind of gives you flashbacks of like the I don't, I don't like saying it the back in the days when uh, either like a, a phantom flag happens you know in their phantom flag happens you were like oh what the hell then a big play happens right after that or something just you know the shit that just normally happens to Detroit Lions that we've seen over and over and over again it's just you know it's just like that happens but that play was wild yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah. I have I have like two sides it's either like just completely silent and just don't say a word or the other side is where i would happen on sunday where i'm just throwing up a storm cussing up a storm against the tv and it's just not a good it's not a good so when that happened i had my phone in my hand i was on the couch thank god um i took my phone just slammed my my phone hard on the couch and said fuck 
And that's about it. I don't know. I, I was I was I was pissed, dude. I was I had a I'd had sure Malcolm did something similar too. So <laughs> no, I was good. I mean when you saw that play, you were like, okay, yeah, whatever. You were like fuck or shit or what happened? I, I really didn't have much emotion towards this game. I mean, I was I was excited from the second half and seeing what they're able to do the second half. Not oh, oh, oh second quarter. Oh, the end of the first half. <laughs> end of the first half. Yeah, end <laughs> of the first half. So it, it made me encouraged. I was like, hey, you know what? You know, forget what I said. They they might have a shot to I I like what I'm seeing here. <laughs> and then when I saw the third quarter, then they reminded me what they were been doing all year. The third quarter, I was like, oh, here we go. And that, that was my mood, like the, the whole game. I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. <laughs> here we go. Like like Dak. Yeah, just like that. Here, here we, we go. go. You're gonna hear that soon. You're gonna hear that real soon. So, yeah, man, oh it gosh. was it wasn't great. Uh, let's just let's just get right into this game. Let's talk about this Lions offense, which has been the big topic around Lions fans right now. Is obviously this offense because it's just not been the same offense we're we're counting we're accustomed to seeing, I should say. And it's not been just one bad game or two bad games or three bad games. It feels like it's been. A month or plus now where we just haven't seen the offense that we're really used to i would say the last time i really seen this line's offense that like I, i'm really used to it is the chargers game and that was like really good but like ever since that game the offense has just been in this kind of rut right now and it's just not been the same i'll start off with you pierre where do you think it starts do you think it is on jared goff do you think it's on ben johnson like wh- wh- where do you think it starts with this offense um I just want to say, I thought the first half was good. I think the problem with the Lions offense is the third quarter offense. I think they had four straight three and outs. They didn't get a first down until I have the exact number here. 8-17 mark in the fourth quarter, which is like, man, that's awful. But I think it's it's a little of everything, Tyler. Like, Jared Goff has not taken care of the ball. The O-line is struggling. The wide receivers were dropping a lot of passes yesterday. I think yesterday it was a combination of everything. I, the only players that played well were, I think, like, skill guys that did well. I think we're the running backs, you know, and for some reason they went away from it when it was working. You don't do that when it's working. Stick with the plan. Just second half. They came out passing the ball. They they had two incompletions. Then it was like third and long. And it seems like yesterday they were in third and long more than they were in third and short. Um, so that's the issue. And obviously turnovers, you know, you can't turn over the ball. We talk about that every week. You lose a turnover battle, you're likely to lose the game. What was their turnover battle yesterday? 3-0? 3-0. Chicago? Yeah. yeah. And two of them weren't like the, I don't think they were huge different makers. I mean, the last one was Jared Goff throwing a pick at the end of the game where it didn't matter. And the first one where Jared Goff basically get punted the ball, which wasn't as bad either. But the fumble was very, very costly. I mean, still, like you want to take care of the football, though. Um, yes. And... They haven't been doing that. They did that with the Saints game, but even the Saints game, they, the Saints dropped some picks, you know? So it's, it's a concern right now. Um, I'm hoping they could fix it. You got to get out of this. Ben Johnson also needs to do a better job. I think, like, when you look at the personnel, it kind of looks a little more predictable now. Like, you kind of know what they're doing, just the way they're lined up. You got to change a little. He used to be really good at using the same personnel and mixing up passing and run plays. We haven't seen a lot of play action as much this year as well. I want to see more of that. That's what Jared Goff thrives in. Um, like, it just needs to get better, Tyler. Everyone. The O-line, too. Taylor Decker had one of his worst games yesterday. Jonah Jackson hasn't been good since his injury. But I don't think Graham Glasgow played well. Forget about Keodi Oshika. They actually thought he actually played well yesterday, which is actually – you look at him, he didn't really look like he was getting beat. I don't know. I think yesterday was his best game as a pro. 
But Montez Sweat put Taylor Decker on skates a couple times. Um, ever since that injury, Taylor Decker hasn't looked right. I don't know if he's still dealing with it or what's going on there, but he has been on the injury report. That shouldn't be an excuse you're playing. You should you should play well. Um, yeah, man, they're just all out of sorts. Maybe it's these different combinations. These guys aren't used to each other. They're all like moving them around and stuff. But they're a talented group, man. You're old when this team goes with the O-line. If the O-line plays bad, most likely Jared Goff is gonna play bad. If the O-line plays good, most likely the Lions are gonna play good. And the O-line did not play well yesterday. Yeah, and, and it's been a stretch of games with the O-lines just not playing like how we're, we're used to seeing it. Like the Green Bay game was really bad. This game was really bad. And I would say even like that first Bears matchup wasn't really wasn't really good either. But, yeah, I mean, that's where it really starts. We always talk about the play, the game plays in the trenches. And that goes for both sides, the defensive line and the offensive line. And we crowned this offensive line as a top five, even top three, and sometimes we even say the number two offensive line. I think we, we I think we always give respect to Philly. I think that's like the only offense on the line we are like we definitely say it's better than the lines. Other than that, it's like an argument for us at least with this lines offensive line. But to be frank, they, they haven't been playing like that top five offensive line, and you're seeing the play of the offense just not look the same as we are are used to seeing, and. You know, we're not seeing the big plays that were that we were seeing early on in the year. Like the, the the offense is not as dynamic as it was, and as it should be right now because they have so many freaking weapons. And then the running back room, and in the pass catching. You know, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, you have Jameis Williams, you have Sam Laporta. List goes on. You have a lot of good players offensively, and there is no excuse, in my opinion, to only score 13 points in a game with this type of offense against no a excuse. bad Bears defense. Like the Bears defense is not like elite, bro. Yeah, they're, they're playing better. They're, they're playing, playing better. better but... but yes, no. I mean, I don't care who you're versing. I don't care if it's the best defense in the league. There's no excuse with to have this type of offense and only scoring 13 points. Yeah, like and, you said, they're loaded. And, yeah, and it starts with the offensive line, man. They need to be better. I, I don't I'm not putting it uh I'm not giving an excuse because Frank Ragno wasn't out there. Yes, it's a big loss and you have to shift some guys around, but Losing one offensive line piece should not make your offense that significantly worse, in my opinion. And, you know, it was first when you missed Jonah for a couple weeks. Now you're missing Frank right now. Like, you have to deal with it, man. It's the NFL. You were pretty lucky with your injuries right now, especially offensively. Like, you're not dealing with the same injuries as other teams right now. You are relatively healthy right now. If one offensive line piece is your only injury in the middle of December, like, you should be very fortunate, and that should not be – a, a excuse to have the offensive performance that you've been having recently, and especially in this game versus the Bears. 13 points is inexcusable. Very inexcusable. Yeah. Yeah, especially when those 13 points came in the second quarter. And then, you know, the second half, they put up a, a donut. So, yeah, definitely um, inexcusable. But um, you guys talked about it. The offensive line, I think that's, that's probably our biggest challenge offensively right now. And uh, – between that and I think the dry play calling and going into the second half, I mean, we've seen it over and over. Third quarter has been our biggest issue. And what what, what confuses me, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, is that we'll end the first half hot. And then, like, I'm not sure, like, whether we're, you know, going at a faster tempo and, you know, we're putting up points to end the, end, to end the half. And then we go into the second, the second half and just completely go away. We'll work. The you know that that that's like that second quarter, so it's just so confusing to me why they started off slow or why they take their foot off the gas pedal when they have these leads. 
I, I just don't know what, what it is. I don't know if it's Ben Johnson. I don't know if it's, all, if it's the offense. It's Jerk Goff. It's the offensive line of receivers. I don't know what it is. It's something, and I just can't pinpoint it. Uh, as far as this game, man. <laughs> this game, man, I mean, we could we could, we could point fingers at a lot of people. You could say Jared Goff with the turnovers. Uh, the three turnovers were, were costly. Um, the offensive line, though, man, and to go with what you were saying, Pierre, as far as why don't, why, they, why don't they do more play action? I just don't think they trust their offensive line right now as far as doing the play action to get to give Jared Goff time to do it. I mean, they haven't been good right now. When you look at it, though, Malcolm, like, I don't – I just think it's kind of like a – I still think we have the best O-line in all of football. While they haven't shown it the last couple of weeks, if you go pull up that Chargers tape, right, that D-line is loaded. I don't even think they gave up a pressure. Maybe they gave up a couple pressures, whatever it was. I I think they could get back to that. They just – they need to get back to their fundamentals. I feel like Dan Campbell, but it, that's really what it is. You, you got to win your one-on-ones on offense. You know, you, you gotta you gotta protect. And if that gets going, then Jerry Goff starts having confidence. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not thinking there's pressure when there isn't pressure and panicking. And but the quarterback also needs to do more too. He yeah. he hasn't played his best ball, and I think he'd tell you that right now too. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. the O line, the O line would admit right now that they're they're not like U.S. Taylor Decker, Graham Glasgow. They'll tell you yesterday was probably one of their worst games in their career. They did not play well yesterday. Yeah. Jonah Jackson since his injury, I don't know if they rushed him or he just hasn't looked like the same player. And I guess my 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 opinion on this, as far as their offense, I, I look at it, it could go in two different ways. I think this offense could be really good. I think they have the the that they have the tools to be really good, but it, it's just about who you get involved. I think they have the pieces, but it's just like this offense right now. I don't think they're, they're utilizing everybody and, and utilizing their, their strength and, and, and getting the best players involved. They're most explosive, explosive players involved. I don't think they're doing that right now. And uh, if we do not do that, so we go this whole year and not do that. And they continue to do what they're doing now. I think we're, we're going to see these offensive struggles because the films out there, <laughs> teams are seeing what, what, what we're doing right now. What, what teams they're going to they're they're just going to come in and do the same shit. And then we're going to have the same struggles over and over. They got to find a way to get these guys involved. They, yeah, they, they, they're, they're, they're explosive players. They got to get them involved more. And if they do that, I think the team can be okay. I think they'll be okay. They'll get to the playoffs and they'll be okay. But <laughs> it's going to be a challenge, man. It's like right now, we don't have, like, we're, we're missing that deep. We don't have that deep depth right now. Jameson Williams, we have Jameson Williams, but is he. Was he like? Are we using him as a deep threat right now? He gets like one shot a game, either hits or it doesn't. And they don't target him again. It's so stupid. Miss, but but the weird, it. the weird thing is though, is like the offense was good without Jamison Williams. I know it was early on in the year. Yeah, it was only it was. four four games into the season when before he was playing because he was suspended, obviously. But like they were fine though, and they didn't have a deep threat. It was you know they were they were missing like David Montgomery in some of those games, and like Gibbs missed a game or two in that stretch, like. They were missing some pieces, and I know it's September football, so it's a little different compared to now. But like they were fine offensively for the most part in those games without James Williams. It's just I, I really do think it, it starts up front with the offensive line more than you know certain pass catchers or your running backs or something like well, that. What I, what I would say is that I think we're we're missing the respect factor. I, I was like 
teams, I, I don't think they respect us as much. Like You know what they're doing, Malcolm? You're right. What they're doing is they're taking away the middle of the field. The Lions are not throwing it on the outside. They're just not high. targeting the outside. They're too like, high or single high. Remember those days when we had Matthew Stafford? How deep has played us when we had Matthew Stafford? You saw a lot of quarters coverage, deep coverage. They were scared they, to get beat deep. They'll play two safeties high. They'll play two safeties high. We don't two, see yeah. that at all. We don't. They don't play two safeties high because there's no deep threat. There's nobody that they're concerning on the outside that they have to worry about. Well, there is a deep threat actually. They just are not using him. Exactly. I mean, I, I honestly feel like our offense last year <laughs> is better than this year's offense, and not not far as the running game aspect, but as far as like Jared Goff. And, and his passing game because of what they had last year. And I'm not saying, oh, missing DJ Shark is, is causing his whole offense in the bottle. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, I guess, because having DJ Shark out there and having his big playability to stretch the field, it made defense play us a little bit different. And we saw that the second half of the year when DJ Shark got healthy and then our whole offense was healthy. But now we don't see that. We don't have no – there's no respect factor. They just play yeah. single high. Yeah. And then it, yeah. it can take away the middle of the field. And then what? You know, you have Jared Goff throwing five yard outs. <laughs> Malcolm, the problem is with that too is if you look at Ben Johnson's play calling, they don't really throw as much outside the numbers. If you see the field, it's mostly Laporta, Amonra. It's all like crossers, skinny post, mesh concepts, drag routes. They're all like crossing routes, right? Slant. When we had DJ Shark, it wasn't, what, do we, what, but... do do? what do we do with DJ Shark? He I know, for us. and even Josh Reynolds, like earlier in the year, they, they went to him and he was like on some deep routes. Now all they're really running is some short crossing routes, and what teams are doing is they're playing that little soft shell zone where, like, you're not going to throw it on the middle on us. If you want to throw it to the outside, you could, but we're not going to give you the middle. And that's what's causing the Lions to struggle because the way their offense is this year, it's going through Laporta and Amonra down the middle. And you, yeah. we've seen the last few weeks, Amonra, teams have limited him or he's struggled. They're doing a good job taking him out of the game, right? And Sam Laporta, last week, we saw him play well, and they took Amonra, but this week, Chicago's like, nah, we're not going to let either of them really beat us. I mean, Laporta had some catches, made some plays, but they weren't like, they you know, they didn't show what, three catches or something like that? Yeah, they weren't like, they. so they took the middle of the field away, but the, the problem with Detroit is they didn't really adjust and go on the outside. They just kept kind of doing what they wanted to do, and they didn't really adjust their game plan. And that's, that's what, what hurt them. Last, that's what we've seen in the last three weeks. And the thing, this is the bad part, guys. If, if, if the Lions are not doing nothing to fix that. We're gonna see this the rest of the season. Well, all I think I think they're not stupid. Do. I don't. I think Ben Johnson is really smart. I think Campbell is really smart too. I think they're gonna be like, okay, like guys, we have we have the tape out there. In the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, we've struggled. They're not stupid. They know they've won their games, but they know like they have issues, right? So they they'll probably try to clean some stuff up. Maybe um, you know, not be predictable with your play calls a little. Like first down, every first down is a damn run almost. Yeah, Shit, let's let's try to play action on first down. You know, make these linebackers come up, and maybe you could throw something deep, or someone could be open. I don't know. Like, just try different things. Um, I feel like yesterday they did try a couple of different things. They had Sewell move at left tackle, a couple of run plays. They had him at wide receiver. They ran Laporta, but then that creativity left in the third quarter. It was like they went completely back to what they gone. do. Completely gone. That I was like Ben Johnson. That second quarter was nice, man. Like they had, they were confusing the shit out of the out of I the was Bears. Like, ben Johnson, you got these fuckers thinking. You got Sula left tackle. You got Sula wide receiver. Yeah. You're running Laporta, bro. Like 
Where, where did that go? Well, we saw it on the third quarter. We saw Dan Skipper running routes, and I'm like, oh, what the hell are we doing here? It now? was a tail. It was a tail that she has, kind of. Like, the I see, first I, half is like, okay, Ben, I see you. Third, <laughs> second it, it, half it is like, nice too, uh... man. You usually don't see that where your your offensive your 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 play caller is is pretty much like playing chess with the with the DC, and it, 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 was, it was good to see the, the way we saw it. And then, like they'll load one side up with Panesuwa on the left side. And then they'll run the complete opposite way. It was, it was nice, man, but it just went away with it, man. So what was that wide receiver at one point? Like to block. I mean, yeah. that that was I I'm gonna say it right now, I think you're gonna see that play again, but they're not gonna throw a screen. They're gonna do a fake screen, they're gonna throw a bomb to someone on the other side. So the, so the question for me is right now. <laughs> also penalties too, Tyler. We didn't talk about the penalties. Penalties been terrible, yes. Oh it, my god, false very... starts, holds. Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So the so the question for me is right now. <laughs> also penalties too, Tyler. We didn't talk about the penalties. Penalties been terrible, yes. Oh it, my god, false very... starts, holds. Um 
Even yeah, defensively, it was bad, but we're talking about the offense right it's now. It's been very costly. But now it's been four games, right? Like, I think we could definitely say this offense has not been the same for the last four games. If you guys want to throw, like, the Raiders game in there and the Ravens game, like, you guys could technically do that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go by the last four games after the Chargers game. So the Bears, Packers, we'll go Saints, and then this Bears game again. I've been saying every week is that I know they're not playing to the caliber that I'm used to, but I think they're going to figure it out and they're going to get out of it. Now, it's been four games. Like my, my concern is getting higher now. Like I, I have been giving them a break. I've been saying we have too many pieces. Like they're gonna get out of this. I've seen Ben Johnson like be able to figure this offense out. But like right now, this is their identity. Like that that's what should be their identity right now. And it feels like that is not their identity right now. I feel like they have no identity right now. When I look at the Detroit Lions coming to the season, I said they are gonna be a dynamic offense with a subpar to below average defense. Yeah, I think the defense is living to the expectation that I gave them in the preseason, and they're doing an okay job. We'll get yeah. into that in a little bit. This offense has zero identity right now, and it starts from everybody, from Ben Johnson to the offensive line to Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown to everyone, right? They are not the same offense as they were early on in the year before, since the Chargers game, we'll say. Now, you got four games left. How confident are you guys that they're going to get out of this rut and you know, look like the offense that we expect him to look like. Um, I think Ben Johnson will figure it out. I'm just a little concerned about Jerry Goff. He has 13 turnovers since week seven, which is a major concern. Um, but I, do, if they could clean up those turnovers and clean up those penalties, I, I mean, I think they could get back to where they were like the first few weeks of the season. Because, bro, you got the O line right. Like, I know, like. We talked about struggling, but is O-line really a concern for you? It's not for me. I know they struggled, but I'm not really concerned about the O-line. You got your wide receivers. They're all like Amon Ra is one of the best in the league. You got Sam Laporta, who's a rookie tight end, but I think he's top five in receiving guards for tight ends. You got Josh Reynolds and Khalif Freeman, who are really reliable. You got Jamison Williams, who's a speedster who needs to get the ball more. And then you got two, you got the best running back duo in the league, in my opinion, with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. So why isn't it clicking? Penalties, turnovers, play calling, like just a little of everything. Execution, right? The, the front fo- the front five, it's, it's a little of everything. I do think they could fix it, though, Tyler. Um, and also, these next few games are all in the dome, which is kind of is favorable for the Lions. Jared Goff, you know, he struggles in the cold. Like we saw that yesterday. He's wearing the glove, and he was throwing wobblers, and it was, it was just bad. So, yeah, I mean – it all starts from the quarterback, in my opinion. Like that's what yeah. I mean, that, he has to play better. He he has to get his confidence back up right now. I mean, right now I think his confidence not like it's completely shot. I'm not saying like he's mentally like thinking about it all day, but like he needs to see some like passes go through. He needs to see more touchdowns on the field, like how he was early on in the year, and he gets that swagger back because I haven't seen that swaggy golf in a while right now. Like where where golf is like you know just feeling where he could throw a touch on any play or like he could get a first down whenever he wants. Like we're not seeing that same golf right now. And I I, I said it earlier and I still think it has a big factor in it is the offensive line. Like I feel like he's scared now that he's going to take more hits or he's going to get sacked. Where before I think he had all the trust in that five up front and that he was going to be clean all game, and he goes, I can do whatever I want. I can stay as long as I want in this pocket, and I'm going to throw the first down, or I'm going to throw a touchdown, whatever it is. And right now, I, I think Ben Johnson's even hesitant. Like you said, like I think he is like 
not as much trusting his offensive line in this offense as much as he was early on the year where they could call whatever they want is going to work. So I don't know, man. Um, I, it's been four weeks now. Like it is. You got four weeks. I mean, these four you weeks got four are more games very left. critical. Yeah. Like you got, and you know, I mean, you're going to play some tough defenses, but this is the NFL and you go in December, you go into January football. This is, this is an easy football. You got to play better. And I think they will on offense. I really do. Because there's like, I don't know, man. You just think about it with all that talent they have. It's almost impossible to like score 13 points again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. But like, I just don't know if like they can get out of it this year because it's like not a one week thing now. If it's like a one, two week thing, I'm like, okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But like, it's been four straight games now. It's just not looked the same to like what I expected to be. Like, it's been average. And to be honest, this line's offense can't be average, it has to be good. If yeah. they want to be the team they, they want to be, they want to be contenders. They want to win the North. They want to go win a playoff game. It's going to come from the offense. And we all know that that's what this identity, that's what this team has been built from is the offense. Yeah. What they've been running the last four games is, is I know they've got some wins in there, but they could very easily be one and three right now. And like, that's not acceptable. It's got to be better. You know, another thing is, um, I think it all starts with the running game too. You get your run game going, and when that gets going, Jared Goff gets going, your play action game. Like yesterday, the run game got going. They went from it for whatever reason. It actually pissed me off. But this week, we'll get to it later. But Denver is one of the worst against the you got to get your run game going. Once you get that going, you know, you guys little the box starts to get stacked a little. You got your one-on-ones on the outside, and then you do whatever you want on offense. That's what they were doing in the beginning of the year. They got to go back to that. They got to go back to playing smash mouth football, running the ball. Um, and that also helps your defense out too. You know, you're not on the field as much and you're controlling the clock. And what they haven't done is they haven't controlled the clock like they did in the beginning of the year. You know, so you got to go back to running the ball with your two studs at running back. So Tyler, to answer your question, man, I don't know. I don't know if they could get, I don't know if we have enough time to to fix it. There's a lot of tape out there, and I think the Detroit Lions offensively, they've been a tale of two halves. I think, like, the first half, they look like they're a good offense. I think, you know, even go back to last game, that second quarter, I don't think anybody had any complaints about Jared Goff. You go to the second quarter, he had touchdowns, threw a touchdown. He was throwing it between – he was throwing between good – he was throwing some tough windows. You yeah, know, they were, good, they were good balls, man. They were, they were throwing it in some tough pause. windows. Yeah, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I'm like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> oh. good, place, good placement. Yeah, good placement. Um, he, was, he was throwing it, you know, a lot of um, anticipation throws where the guys were, wasn't even, they haven't broke their route and he let the ball go. And then as soon as they turned their head and, and made their, you know, going to that post, the ball was right there. So Jared Goff was, he was looking nice. Nobody any complaints about Jared Goff's like half. I mean, the first, the first half. But then, you know, second quarter, first second quarter, quarter, there are a lot of complaints. Second quarter, the second quarter, you know, the second quarter. And then uh, just like it's been this issue all year where we talk about the third quarter. The third quarter has just been awful. And can they fix it? I don't know. Because this is what they've been all year. Now, is it gonna, are they going to magically have a good third quarter when the next week or is this Saturday? I, I'm not confident. Uh, I'm expecting the Lions to play well the first half and uh, the first second quarter, and we'll see what happens in the third quarter. But I, I, there's no uh, right now. I, I'm not sure they can fix it uh, unless 
they shock everybody and get these two guys involved. I think that's the the savior of our season. Is that we get these two guys involved? The and running I keep game. Saying it. No, the running games. We, we we run the ball. We run the ball a good amount of times. But I'm saying we have two explosive players. Our two oh, explosive Damo players on our team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we make them, as far as not saying, you know, take away Amara. Amara still needs touches, but I think these guys they need. I think Jameer Gibbs need to have more more carries than than Montgomery. The reason why is because he has that big play threat, that big play ability where he could go for thirty yeah. yards. You know, he could get you know fifty yards a carry and have it for fifty yards. I think he, I think that they shouldn't go 50-50 with these two guys. And I, I like what David Montgomery is doing, but I just think one guy is better. This is like, for example, if David Montgomery was in the 49ers and they went 50-50 with Christian McCaffrey, people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, Christian McCaffrey is a way better player. He's our, he's our guy. What, why are we splitting it with David Montgomery? You know, that's the same way I feel right now. But it is not taking away nothing for David Montgomery. He's doing a good job. He's making the best out of his carries. But I just think one guy is just more explosive. And I think he should get the bulk of the carries. Not saying to get away, give you know, get completely go away from David Montgomery. I just think he should get more carries. And then Jameson Jameson Williams is a whole different story. I think Jameson Williams, I think he's the perfect football player. He's doing right now, you watch him, he doesn't complain. He doesn't, he doesn't he's not saying shit to ain't nobody. He's doing every single thing you'd want him to do besides getting touches. Did you, did you see that fumble that play? After Jake off to the throw that interception, who they call that fumble? He, he literally he ran. Yeah, he literally, Williams. He plays a lot of effort, man. His blocking is phenomenal. He plays. He gives it a hundred ten percent every time he's out there. He does every single thing you want him to do as a football player, besides getting touches. It makes no sense to me. He is. We drafted him twelve overall. We moved up to get him. He has no injury problems. He's not fragile. Even though he's a little light, but we know we don't have no injury concern about James Williams. No, no, no. I mean, if, if that's the case, Malcolm, like the the way they they're using him. him, the way they're using him, might as well like make him a healthy. Sc- they don't use him. That's what I'm saying. Like, I do not. The, the only way our offense is going to get better is if Jamison Williams is more involved. If not, our offense is going to be the same. Man, team are not respecting us. We never seen two safeties high. We, team are coming in playing, you know, one on one coverage on the outside because they don't feel like nobody can beat them on the outside. We don't have nobody to really beat them on the outside because. Uh, Jameson Williams goes deep one time in the game, and then the ball goes to him, and then, and then you know he's like the third, fourth option on that on that play. Like Jameson Williams needs to be more involved, and that's the only way this offense will get better. If not, we're gonna see the same shit because we play in tough defenses. The the, the the Vikings they have a really good defense. That, yeah, that Brian defense, Flores. That defense give us problems because they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. That yep. defense is gonna give us problems, and then Cowboys. <laughs> We we know the Cowboys. Denver is with their defense right now too. So it's gonna be tough uh, uh, unless they they fix that issue. Unless they they correct that and get Jameson Williams more involved, we're gonna see the same shit. It just yeah. feels like too when you when you look at it, bro. It feels like a lot of teams right now are playing their best ball, and the Lions kind of like last year they were on a roll during this time. The Lions kind of. Like the flip one, the switch went off kind of. You know what I mean? Like you would think right now they'd be playing their best football and they're playing their worst football when they need to be at their best. Right. It just, it sucks, man. Especially we talked about December football and Campbell even talked about it when December hit last week. It's like, this is December football. We got to go. We got to, you know, it's getting ready for the playoffs. This is when teams are at their best. They know what they got. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. There's tape on you with a lot of games out there. There's tape on them. Like, this is when teams kind of figure each other out. 
And the Lions, they need to change some things up offensively. Man, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to do a full 180 and, like, change the offense completely, which I don't think they have to do Not right now. It. Just don't be as predictable and right. kind of go away from your tendencies, which you could do. It's not hard to do. Right. Because they have the talent, like you guys said. So They're loaded, you know. man. I mean, they, they should arguably be a top three offense in the NFL with all the pieces that they have. And they were early on the year, and that's why they DBOA were winning games. has them at seven right now. Yeah. So they dropped significantly. I mean, they well, were like at two, now saying, they're at seven. That was all probably from early on in the year, like when they were probably all from the Chargers game after that. It's just not been the same offense. And, yeah. and you know, defenses have figured it out. And, you know, it sucks, man. It does suck because, like you said, this is the time where you want to be playing your best football and you're, you're just not. And, uh, oh, go, go ahead, Pierre. I mean, I just think uh, if you guys heard of Campbell, he's like, maybe I got to get a little – like, you got to get the message out more. And he's like, I could do that. So, I think – Yeah, he did say that yesterday or Sunday. Uh, so, like, when the defense kind of struggled a little and then they kind of bounced back, he said he – or AG said Campbell had, like – was kind of, like, you know, kind of more vocal. MF this guy. I'm like, kind of just pissed off Campbell. So, I think we're going to see a pissed off Lions team, a pissed off Campbell. And I think they – and this is primetime, too. More motivation. You don't want to look like shit on primetime. This is against his former boss, okay? Sean we don't Payton. Want, we don't want we don't want to look like shit on primetime. This is this is his former we, boss. We look, too. Like shit, we look like shit on primetime tons of times. Look at these given. Not really. I mean, not like under the Campbell era. No. Look at, yeah. What, what happened Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was bad, but like other than that, they've been. I mean, like they kicked the Packers' ass on Thursday yeah. night. They've been. Yeah, they haven't kicked been the Raiders' ass Monday night. Yeah. They kicked the Packers' ass last last Sunday night last year. Yeah, so that, that's that, that's, that's, a, that's a that was a different team. That team that team was that team was great. That that team gave you hope. I, I, I still hope think right Malcolm. I still think like they could fix it on offense. They just they they got to get it right, man. They, it's execution, it's play calling, and you fix that. It's not what, hard to fix. You got one of the best play callers in the league. What, like, what would what would give me hope? To be honest with you, man, is if we and I don't, don't want to say this because you guys see to leave it kind of. No, I don't. I don't want nobody to lose their job. But a surprise firing somewhere, not saying somebody needs to be fired, but for some reason, when the Lions fire somebody, <laughs> it's like it's like the, 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 the they flip the switch so quickly. Like last year, Aubrey Pleasant, he got fired. We're like, huh? What, why is Aubrey Pleasant getting fired? Where's go, hire him, go hire him again and go fire him again. I saw somebody like, yesterday. You fire somebody, they get fired their ass, and now they want to play. So I'm just saying, like, it's a surprise firing somewhere. Maybe, like, the, the janitor or somebody, they fired the janitor. I don't, I don't know. Somebody to get fired. And once that happens, Man, leave the janitor alone. I'm just saying, someone. You the, sound the like, team, like Vince McMahon right now. The team equipment manager or something. I don't know. So, no, but when, man, look, look, when they not. fire somebody, when they fire somebody like last year, we look at all right. Last year, the defense was statistically the worst defense of all time. They go out, they, they fire a guy who nobody expected, RB President. We're all, all shocked. Like, why are they fire RB President? He's a scapegoat. And I don't know, they're playing lights out, they're playing great defense. If they and want I'm to fire a guy, I have a guy. The safeties have been awful, and Brian Duker kind of controls that group. I think, but we need somebody on the offensive side. Somebody on the offensive uh, side need to, get, I mean, need to get let go. So I'm that not way firing off- Hank Fraley. I know the whole line has struggled. Hank is heck of a coach. You're not firing him. You're not firing Antoine Randall. You're not firing the running back. Who the hell you fire the tight ends? I mean, who you Mark, firing? Mark Brunel? Mark Brunel? No. <laughs> this is no, crazy. This is crazy talking. Hey, but I do not want nobody to get fired. 
But I'm just I'm just using the analogy that you know I'm just saying usually when we fire somebody they play better. And yeah, if I mean, you talk you know, about I mean, if we talk about like flipping the, the the flipping the switch, can we can we can we you know change how they've been playing in these next four games? That'll give me a lot of confidence. If the news broke out tomorrow or tonight that somebody in our office got fired, I'm like I'm gonna say, oh shit, here we go, <laughs> let's go. This office is gonna play better. That's gonna be my mindset. I guarantee you. That's how I'm gonna feel if that happens. But I don't want to make it fire. <laughs> you don't want it to happen, but you want it to happen. Like, the, what, what does that mean? I don't you want to. Nah, I do not want nobody lose their job. You locally want someone to lose their job. Give me confidence that they're gonna. The office is gonna play better. So you want something to happen, that. So you do. You said you didn't, but you on the low. You that is the most contradicting thing I've ever heard in my life. Nobody important, like somebody that's like maybe like the, the team equipment manager. I don't know, man. Somebody, goddamn it. I mean, to be oh. fair, I mean it, it has worked the last two years. Last year was with Aubrey Pleasant. Two years ago was and Anthony Lindy demoted. I told you that it works. It is a proven science that works for Detroit Lions. It <laughs> works. It's well, not. It's not to, firing someone. It's just you have to. You have to motivate these guys, and maybe you have yeah. to be a little hard on them. You gotta. You gotta coach them hard during the week. And we've seen when Campbell, when Campbell's pissed off and when they kind of get their ass kicked, like they did last week, they come out firing on both sides of the ball. We got our ass kicked three weeks in a row, man. Like, what, what, what can, can... like for example, New Orleans, they came out firing 21 0. They, they were, they, they got embarrassed on, I don't want to say embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, embarrassed on Thanksgiving at home. They came out firing and then they took their foot off the gas, but then they still ended up winning that game. You got to come out with that same energy on Sunday, I mean, on, on Saturday. And play 60 minutes. You got to play 60 minutes, not fucking 40 minutes or 25 yeah, like, minutes or whatever it is. Like if, yeah. I was, if, I was, if I was Dan Campbell, I'll sit everybody in the locker room and I'll just show everybody that Dolphins game against the Denver Broncos. I'll just show them that game. Show everybody that game. Like, look, 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 look what they're able to do. They're up by 50 points and they did not care. They're still throwing bombs to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. No, I mean, he said he said he's going to be a little more irritable this week. It's like maybe our message isn't getting here in terms of discipline penalties and turnovers and all that. He's like, I could be a little more irritable. So you're going to get a pissed off Dan Campbell. Um, mean, as he should be, bro. This is his team and they've regressed. Let me, let me ask you a question. This is about next week and just really shouldn't really be talking about as much. But if they find if for some reason the Lions lose against the Denver Broncos. What is the concern level of you guys at that point? Way higher. I don't know. It depends how they lose. Like, no, it's way higher. It's way higher, and it goes like even out to the catch coach. It's like he's not getting the guys ready and prepared for that game, dude. Like it goes. It, this is a big game, a huge game for the Lions. They need to win this game badly. This is like it should be like a playoff game for them. It really should because if they win this game, and I think if something, but another team loses, forgot which team they could clinch. Yeah, they Seattle clinch loses. a playoff spot, but not the division. They clinch a playoff spot. If they win, Seattle loses. They're in the yes. they're in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to put must win game because, but like, it, it's just damn near as a must win game, in my opinion. Like, they really, really need this game. I don't care if they win by one or they win by a hundred, you got to win this game. Like, you we could have, the, yeah, we, we could have those questions afterwards saying, like, kind of like the Saints game where we're like, oh, maybe we want to see this do better, but win this game. I don't care how they do it, you got to win this game this Saturday versus the Broncos. I mean, yeah. we know this offense is great, like, like we said, the Saints game, bro, like. They came out firing with everything, like offense, defense. They, they were they were all motivated, and they came out. Then you know, then the s- second half came, the third quarter, and that third uh, quarter is like, it's like, bro, I don't know what they do at the halftime. I don't know what they're doing. If we win next week, I'll I'll be I'll be um I'll be okay. 
because if, if they lose, it'll be a big deal. All right, because this is a team we're playing, team that has a winning record. They're playing good football. If we win against the Denver Broncos, that's that's a, that's a good win. That'll be a good one for us. And this game is personal for both sides. Sean Payton was their bosses, AG and Campbell, and AG and Campbell worked under him. So this game is kind of like there is more to it than just a game for them. You know what I mean? It's a little hope, personal. Hopefully they, they just know him and then we just have the upper hand because they just know him that well. I mean, they, yeah. that offense, they, I mean, they know that offense pretty well, but you still got to stop it, you know? All right. Enough with the Broncos. We'll talk about the Broncos later on the week. Let's talk about this yeah. Lions defense now versus the Bears, and we'll get into our oopsie-doopsie and ball of the week. And we'll head out of here. I'm going to be honest here. I think the defense was fine. People shit on this defense too much, I think. I think it's so unnecessary with how much shade this defense gets. Now, I, like I said, it's not a great defense. It's not. They have their flaws. They have a lot of flaws on this defense. It ain't perfect. I don't think they lost this game because of their defense. I don't think they lost to the Packers because of their defense. And I don't think they lost the first match against the Bears because their defense. Now, that game was a little more arguable. But the last two out of three games, I think their defense has been okay. I think they get off the field when they need to get off the field and give the offense some opportunities. When you don't pick up a first down with eight minutes and 20 minutes left in the fourth quarter, how do you blame the defense? How in the hell are you going to blame the defense? The game Four straight been all- three and outs. Like, you cannot blame it on the defense. And in this game particularly versus the Bears, they did better at getting pressure on the quarterback. I thought they did a better job with Justin Fields' legs. And for the most part, they got off the field. The Lions offense was putting this team in shitty putting this Lions defense in shitty positions. If that was uh getting a three and out and putting the ball and giving the team uh, the ball on the 50-yard line, or fumbling the ball and giving them in plus territory. This game is not on the defense. And I know people like to show on the defense, but I've said it all year long. This identity of this football team, they want to be the one, the team that they want to be, is going to be from the offense. It's never going to be from the defense. And right now, the defense is giving me exactly pretty much what I need out of them. Honestly, get off the field, you know, don't give up too many points, get red zone stops, which they did this Sunday. Now they're not doing that consistently, but what they did this Sunday, I thought they were fine. I thought they were fine. So I, I have, I really have much, don't have much concern about this defense from this game. I'll I'll say this. I think this is where you know we kind of a little disagree as far as defense. As far as did the defense lose this game? No, that's not what it is. But um, I think I think the defense they they do need to be a lot better for the team to have success. I think the only way the Detroit Lions will be actually contender, a contending team in the NFC, a contending team in the NFL, is that we see complimentary football. Like like in the beginning of the year, we saw complimentary football from offense, defense. Defense is getting turnovers. They're getting sacks. If they're not doing that, and it looked like they're you know playing good coverage and in the beginning of the year as well. If we don't have complimentary football where the offense is not playing at a their best level and their defense can't pick them up, we're not gonna we're not gonna be contenders. This team is not gonna contend against those great teams if we're just playing okay football where oh yeah we we played justin feels okay we we got some stops we we contained his legs we we did a good we we did okay against justin fields but this team this defense this, this team is not going to be contenders um and i think that's my expectations i guess coming into the year especially seeing what they did at the beginning of the year we say all right wow you know we have complimentary football both sides of the field we good defense good good offense even though the offense is better than defense but the defense still was good um you're not seeing that not right now, and that's the thing. And and I think I'm my on my end. I'm just looking at the big picture. You know, when we play against these good teams, can can this defense? If, like if we played other teams, like the way the defense played yesterday, 
how are they going to fare? It's not going to be good. You can't cover nobody. They're able to put pressure. This game, think, thankfully, you know, we were worried about, you know, missing Lee McNeil. Um, John Kavinsky came up big this game, which is good. Um, he, he came up huge, you know, this game, which is which is good. But, again, man, like, uh, I, I think it's when I'm looking at the bigger picture. Like, when we play against these good teams, this could be a good thing to tell when we, when we do play these good teams. Like, when we play against the Cowboys, I want to see how the defense looks. That that's that's what I want to see. How does defense gonna look against the Cowboys? Um, are they gonna be able to score? I will. <laughs> or are they gonna be able to get some stops and and get give the offense a chance? You know, that that's what I want to see. And I guess that's where I'm a little bit disappointed with this team because this defense is not like the same defense we saw at the beginning of the year. I gotta be. We all, we all agree with that. I gotta be honest with you though, Malcolm. You're not gonna see a defense that's gonna be good down the stretch. The offense kind of needs to carry the team. It's just where they are at this point of the season. Um. And when the offense, like Tyler said, you have four straight three and outs in the third quarter. You don't get a first down until 8-17 mark in the fourth quarter. Um, you have three turnovers. Your last seven games, you have 13 turnovers as an offense. I mean, it's not that you're putting your defense in bad situations. It's fourth, it's like fourth and one. Forgot the exact line, but it was in it was in uh we basically gave them field goal range uh for the Bears, that fourth and one call that they didn't get. Like they're not they're not putting them in favorable situations, you know. Yeah, and some and, of these points, and, and, some of these points that they've given up are from picks or fumbles. And and that goes to this this game again. This game, if you're looking at what caused this team to lose, you can't say it's the defense that caused us to lose. I think you know we all say it's the offense. But it's like like I said, like if you look at this, even this game, if you look at this game, it's a respect factor, and this is what I'm talking about as far as teams coming in and they have zero respect for our defense. When you we, what team playing against the Dallas Cowboys? They play against Dallas Cowboys. They win the coin toss. Then they say we want the ball. Yeah. What team is going to go against the, uh, the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns? We playing against a really good defense. You going to say, oh yeah, we're playing the Cleveland Browns. They have a good defense. We want the ball because we're going to score on them. The teams do not respect our defense, and that's that's just because they're not playing the same football they were week one, two, three. Week one, two, three, they're playing good football. They're not doing that now. Teams are watching film. They're seeing our weak zone. They're seeing that we can't cover nobody. We can damn barely pressure anybody. They're seeing it. And that's 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 my issue with the team. And yeah. it's not just this game. This game, they, they play Justin Fields great. I think, you know, a lot of people are complaining, oh, why don't we spy Justin Fields and Aaron Glenn? I think Aaron Glenn is doing what he can. I, I'm not saying this is it's our Aaron Glenn. I think Aaron Glenn is doing what he can. I just yeah, don't think I mean, he has Aloni, for example, it's like third and long. You tackle, you tackle Justin Fields, they're punting the ball away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you missed a couple tackles, just field scrambles. They had a good game plan. I thought AG had a great game plan. Yeah, had a great game plan. And I, and I like Hush, the way you know, Hush jumps off sides for whatever reason. They're in a press cover one on fourth and 13. I can't. Did you watch it, that play? He didn't press. <laughs> if he's okay, I don't know, he didn't press, but shit, he got beat, bro. Whatever it he, was, it was cover he, one. And if he, he if he's controller. Up. You guys, if you guys play Xbox, if his controller kind of disconnected on that play, the auto if, pick. If he did what he was supposed to do, it, no, it, it, no, it, 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 he was supposed it, to run back when the no. ball's going. It's cover one. You'll play. You'll play cover one robber. Two uh, two deep. One goes inside middle. One goes deep. It's called and cover Glover one robber. Glover Quinn even said, "What the hell is Ify doing?" Uh, I mean, it's, it's a cover one robber. That's, that's what he did. So yeah, yeah. Start um, off. You start off. You start off the play with two safety side. When they when they when they call a hike, one safety goes in the middle of the field, which was iffy. 
and then one player goes deep in the middle. It's, it's a couple of robber. I thought Iffy was the deep guy. No, if he was the he 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 was on the same side as um as, as Jerry Jacobs. So when he called hike, he went to the middle of the field, which he was supposed to do. And the yeah, other guys, Robert is, yeah, you lay like that. And the, other guys, the other guys gets a deep, and it's just that there's nobody, there's nobody on top of him. So Jerry Jacobs is essentially one on one with no help. But I mean, for, is too, for, like, for, forget that play though. Forget that play, right? The defense was fine though. I mean, for the most part, they were fine. They got off the field, and I yeah. agree with you. Big picture, I don't think they compete with like the better offense in the league. I, I still think it's a a a defense that needs a a, a pretty big. You know, overhaul. Uh, you need a overhaul, perfect, yeah. You need a perfect game from Jared Goff, pretty much. Like, if you, if this team wants to win against a, a great team, yes, yes, yeah, I agree Goff, with that. A great Jared team, Goff yes. To play, he but you're not playing. But perfect. you're not playing a great team. I'm talking about just the Chicago Bears right now. You're not playing yeah. a great team. The day they did what they had to do for the most part, and the offense let them down. Now, yes, I agree. I, I mean, I think coming to the year, even w- when look at this defense, I don't think anybody looked at the Lions as a Super Bowl contender. Even Lions fans, like, you're not a true contender yet. Like, you still have to fix this roster. If your offense, I think, is yeah. there personnel-wise, defense coming into the year, is it's, it's still not there. And like I, that's why I expected that to be like that. They still don't have the pieces defensively. And the problem is you lost you lost the guys. You kind of like Jerry Jacobs right now is not supposed to be starting. It's supposed to be Mosley. You lost him. You lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who is supposed to be kind of your – your leader, your vocal leader, you lost him. You lost your best pure pass rusher in James Houston. Like the guys they brung in just didn't didn't like they brought they did overhaul at Campsaw and he's been okay, you know. But the guys you've brung in, they just didn't. They I mean, you came healthy. in week one with the season with Charles Harris as your starting edge rusher and Benito Jones as starting defense tackle. How the hell did anyone expect this defense to be good this year? I mean, we just thought these guys would be better. Like uh, Benito Jones? No, Benito Jones. He's, we, solid. We, I, he's not I, a starter. I, I, that guy's not he, a starter in the NFL. He, he's not. But I'll give you an example. Jerry Jacobs. Jerry Jacobs last year was our best corner on the team. Yeah, he's really All right. He looks like Amani Awarier right now. He does. That's what he looks like right now. He's playing at a really low level right now. And it, 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 nobody's seen that coming. You know, we didn't see a, a, a drop from his play. Then we look at Aiden Hutchinson. We love all, we all love Aiden Hutchinson, but we all expected more from Aiden. We do. We all expected more from me. We thought yeah, he was gonna be a high, a high sack guy, even though that he's getting pressures. He's getting pressures, but we thought he was gonna be a high sack guy, you know. And then we thought maybe because of Ada Hutchinson, maybe somebody would step up on the other side, you know. Who would be that guy? We were thinking, you know, could it be Pascal? Could it be this guy? Could it, we were thinking somebody's gonna. We just haven't seen it. And the thing is, nobody stepped up, and that's it. That's the issue with the team right now. That nobody, nobody essentially stepped up. Yeah, and I think that's more of a Brad Holmes issue than an Aaron Glenn issue, if that makes sense. I don't think this yeah. defense is on Aaron Glenn as much as people put him on. Uh, I think I think it's a little on player no, development. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not Aaron Glenn. I mean, as far as what Aaron did, what Aaron Glenn did last week, he played. That was a he played a perfect game plan. Where how you yeah. wanted to say Justin Fields, and I, and, I, and I want to talk about people who say, "Oh, we it's Aaron Glenn because he don't put a spy." Guys, this is not Madden. You know, you rush four and have a spy. You're gonna give Justin Fields all day to pocket. You know, we don't, we can't put pressure enough pressure on Justin Fields just rushing four and having one spy just waiting to see if Justin Fields is gonna they move around. Five a lot yesterday. You, you have to rush. You have to rush five. You, get, you got. You got to contain them and, and, and close the pocket on them, which they did a good job. And they, they didn't they, tackle. They, did a, they just they didn't tackle Malcolm. The the ones that he broke out. It looks looks like they had him. Yeah. Then Justin Fields breaks the tackle. Yeah, so I mean that that those plays are execution, but as far as like the game plan 
Aaron Glenn did a great job. I have no complaints about Aaron. Yeah. I had no complaints about Aaron Glenn because he's not out there playing corner. He can't cover David. He's not covering uh, DJ Moore. He's not doing all this stuff. You know, so the complaints I have is not on Aaron Glenn. Yeah, I think he's being overhated right now by this fan base. He's being way overhated. People are calling no, I think AD, like, well, I think AD's a heck of a coach. I've always said this. It's just, it's just the personnel right now, and it's not, it's not all there. Yeah, they're, they're blaming him for stuff that he can't control. Oh, is Aaron Glenn's fault because he has Jerry Jacobs covered the number one receiver? For example, Jerry, Jacob, Jerry Jacobs is not – he's not shadowing him. <laughs> you know, he's I our starting corner. I saw the article today about the D-line, and this is kind of how it went. I've seen Levi Onzeruki hurt his back, right? But they didn't really do much to bring anyone in. They 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 have they re-signed Isaiah Bugs. They re-signed John Kaminsky, and until then, John Kaminsky didn't have his best. He hasn't played well until, honestly, last week. Um, you know, Josh Pascal, we've seen flashes, but we haven't seen a full game from him yet. Second-round pick. Broderick Martin is more developed a guy. We'll give that away. Now let's go on, like, the free agent side. Who You had Charles Harris. You kept him. Hasn't done shit. Romeo Aquara. I mean, he's shown a little flash here and there, but still hasn't done much. Julian Aquara. I mean, he had that sack, but like it's again, it's it's not like these guys are rotational guys; they're not starters, and these guys are playing lots of snaps, you know. So it's not. Uh, and Benito Jones, like Tyler said, so you have a D line basically of Aiden Hutchinson, Aleem McNeil. McNeil got hurt, and then you have a bunch of just guys. Like, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's just a bunch of depth piece after McNeil and Hutch. And they're all good rotational pieces. Like if those guys were rotational pieces, sign me the heck up. But yeah, they're not. They're, they're is, not. They're just. Is it, so is it? Is it? Um, Brad Holmes' fault for, I guess, having too much faith in this and, and hoping that somebody will break out. Is, is that what? You, kind of. It's they, kind of. They, I think it's that, and I think they also maybe know that they're not necessarily. They're still building. Yeah, you know, so that's not, that's what I was kind of going at. Yeah, we're like, I think they knew this year was not a Super Bowl or bust year, where their their windows kind of just didn't go out. They didn't go out crazy in the that in the deadline. They didn't. So that they gave me a message where that said like, okay, you don't think right now you're one of these contenders, which I but, get. But next year, I think the window is like, I mean, I think the window like it, it opened up this year. Like you saw a little preview, I think, of it when they're playing good football. But I think every Lions fan could admit right now, this team is not a Super Bowl contender right now. They're no, not there right now. This is not a Super Bowl team. They yeah. have no shot. I mean, they are. I think a playoff team that could maybe stumble into a victory, and I think that's about their ceiling right now. I think that's the highest that they could probably get right now is stumble into a playoff victory. Yeah, depending on who you play. But depending on who you play. <laughs> I think next year, and I really mean it this year. This offseason, they have to go get some guys defensively. Like they don't have any guys. They ha- like like they have to go get some guys. Like I need to see Brad Holmes be aggressive and. Like put a stamp on this defense. Getting CJ Gardner Johnson was nice. One year deal. It's nice. Getting Cam Sun, nice. I need a see a stamp. Sexy. You need a sexy move. I need right? a sexy move. I thought they might have done it last year, but like this year they really need to do it. You know, I know we had like the rumors of not it wasn't really like anything like legit, but like we were like speculating as fans saying, like, oh, go get DeForest Buckner, something like that. I need to see them go get someone on this defensive line, legitimately. And maybe not one, maybe two guys. Tyler, for example, you talk about aggressive. Like Dallas Cowboys traded a fifth for St- Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, the guy locked down AJ Brown yesterday. Complete, like shut him down, right? And then they traded a fifth and sixth for Brandon Cooks. Like right. Brandon Cooks took their offense to the next level. For example, right? Like these moves, you got to start making them. If you want to be a contender, you can't just sit on your ass and expect. Oh, we're gonna develop this guy. This guy. 
that time is over to wait for them. You yeah. either you get like right now, Levi on is probably done. He, he, the guy broke his back and it's like, he just, he plays like eight snaps a game or whatever. Like he's, he's done in my opinion. I feel, like he's, Amara, on team. I feel like he's on a team because they feel bad for him. Julian and Romeo. What, they're Demar Hamlin. No, no. I mean, <laughs> no, chill out. Like, why is he you know, here? Julian because they don't have Romeo, anybody. Tyler, Julian and Romeo are free. Julian, Romeo, Charles Harris. They're free agents. I don't think none of any of them are coming back and they probably shouldn't come back. Um, John Kaminsky, you can move on after this year. Even Tracy Walker, he got benched. Seems like he kind of lost favor as Achilles. He just hasn't been the same since he ruptured his Achilles. Maybe um, you could cut him and save some money too. He has only one year left on his deal. So you're going to see a defensive overall, and you have to. I mean, this is this is my problem, man. This, this, is, the, this is the problem I have with this team, man. I think they should have did that this year. And now we're looking at it now because we're seeing the pieces now. And we're like, all right, we're not we're not ready right now. But when the trade deadline was our record at the trade deadline, we're like what? six and two, six and two. There's no guarantee that this lines will be in that same position every year because you'll know about well injuries happen. You'll know right. what happened. Our, our quarterback could go down week one, and now we're we're playing Teddy Bridgewater or our backup, and nobody knows the situation. You, there's no guarantee that oh yeah we're gonna be contending every single year, and then we're gonna be able to make moves. I think when you have a team and you're 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 in that window when you're able to contend, I think you have to make moves. And I think we had that window this this year. And I agree with you. And I think they just did it. They just didn't pull the trigger because when you're not guaranteed this 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 success, you know, we we have a shot right now to completely we had, we had a, a shot right now to completely own this division where, you know, we're just we could have locked up the division by now if we'd have made some moves. I don't think so, Malcolm. I really don't. Because the reason why I say that is the offense is still playing like shit. You know, like, I don't, for example, you wanted to add a defensive player, but if your offense is playing like this, that doesn't make a difference, whoever you had on the defense. But then, but then I guess, guess what happens to your defense? Your defense is playing a lot better. And then the maybe, know, maybe, maybe, maybe your defense could carry your offense. Like I, don't we're think, I don't think we're, we're one games. player away, though, Malcolm. What we're what I'm trying to say is I don't think we're one player away, and I think they saw that, and that's why they didn't do much. One player away, but you'd never know that because that one player could completely change. Like we seen with the Bears, the Bears defense has completely changed since Montez Sweat. One player, that's one player. Now look at us. Yeah, we're telling, we're saying one player might, but then guess what? You had that one player on the, on the defensive line that's not playing pressure with Aiden Hutchinson, and then guess who guess who comes back later on? We get Charlie Gardner Johnson coming back. So now now one player turned to two players. Then we have another guy coming back. Now we have uh, uh Justin Houston coming back. James Houston. James, James, James Houston. Now, now you have another guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope we could. I hope we don't sign him. Now you have another guy coming back. So now that one piece turns into three pieces now because now this deep. Now, now the whole defense looks different now. But it just we had that when we had opportunity to, to potentially do something. And then, but, then like, I don't know, you man. Never, you, you never, you never know if that defense is playing really good. And then now it takes a little pressure off the offense. Now the offense is like, it doesn't feel like, oh, we have to score every single drive. Because if we don't score every drive, we might lose the fucking game. You know? But like, what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't think one player with the way, like, their defense is right now, honestly, would have made a big difference. Like, it would have maybe helped you a little, but I don't think, unless you added, like, a crazy pass rush, like an elite pass rusher, which Montesha was the only guy out there. I mean, Chase Young, sure, whatever, but... It was it, Chase Young had those medical concerns. That's why his his price dropped a little. So maybe it was kind of a red flag medically for them because you know they've had a lot of medical concerns on the D line 
with Levi and Pascal, and they're like, we don't want to get this again. What if it doesn't work out? Let's see. You know what I mean? So I think next year, next year. Look, I mean, they made a move for People's Jones, and <laughs> what have we seen for People's Jones? Okay, but to be fair, they didn't throw anything for People's Jones. They got a bag of chips. No, it's like nothing, yeah, bro. It's a sixth round pick. It, like. That's how that's how they go into these these free agency, these, these trade deadlines. They're literally calling people, say, "Hey, man, I have a seven round pick. I have a seven round pick. What could what can you give me for this seven round pick here?" They're calling teams saying that. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> and, not, and I, there's no I way they're calling teams to say. Look hey. around the league, though, if you look around the league during the trade deadline. The only two teams that, like, in terms of D-line that made the moves were, were the Seattle with uh, Leonard Williams. He hasn't really done much for their defense, the same shit. The, the Niners with Chase Young. And the Bears. And the, the Bears with Manchester. And the Bears gave up a high second-round pick. You weren't going to beat that offer. Well, You want to give up a first-round pick for Montez yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get that. What I want to see from Brad Hall, and I'm not questioning what he's done because I think he, what he does in the draft is phenomenal as far as Iron Tyler in the draft. But if you look at the free agency moves, every person you got here was for pennies. Every person we got to this team, Charlie Gardner Johnson, what you got him for two mil? Eight mil. Eight mil. Woo. <laughs> you know, it was he, a one year deal, though. Yes. I, I, I want to see him spend money on a player. I they, see are. Him, they are. They are. I want to see, see, see him give a player a bag and say, you know what? You're going to help us win. Let me give you a bag. Or to go, go out to somebody, give you a bag. Or the trade deadline. Shit. Let me, let me mortgage a future first round pick for this player that's going to help us have success. Like I want to see that from Brad Holmes, which we have not seen yet. We haven't seen it yet. And so once it happens, I'll, I'll be more confident. But it's like, I, really feel like, I really feel like he's like, all right. Oh, you said Jalen Ramsey's on the trade deadline? Shit, I have to set the seven round pick. And teams are like, huh? Get the no, no, actually, offered, no, no. So with the Jalen Ramsey, he offered the same thing Miami did, and then they asked him, "Where do you? Where does Jalen want to go?" Jalen said Miami. Detroit actually offered for Jalen Ramsey. They did. They did. Jalen Ramsey only wanted to go to Miami, though. I mean, it was only a third round pick, too. So it wasn't like you're. you're they picking. offered. They, they did yes. offer that. Yes. They did. They I understand that. It's going to happen. I agree with you. I was mad about the deadline, too. I thought they should have made a move because you could you have a window, too. But yes, it, it is. It, I think it's more of a Brad Holmes issue than Aaron Glenn to go back to this whole discussion of where we came from is that this defense, I don't think it's AG's fault. I think it's more Brad Holmes' fault of not building it. But I'm not necessarily pissed off right now because it's not a one year or bust. It's thing. on the build stage. Yeah. It's not a one year one year bust thing, or like if you don't get this done this year, you're doomed. I think you next have... year you should be pissed off if this happens, though. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you're not year, yeah. you're not there yet. And no. coming into the year, you were not really contenders either. You were gonna contenders to win the North and maybe win a playoff game. And I think we just got too excited. I think that's really all it was at the end of the day is that we tamper, we got our expectations too high when we were six and two. We were thinking way bigger than we probably should have. We were thinking Super Bowl at that point. We were thinking NFC Championship. We were thinking number one seed. In reality, this team is just not there yet. And yeah, and nothing's that's wrong. That's okay. That. They're just not ready. Again. Like they're still developing. They're still a young team. Obviously, they added those old dudes, Irvin and um, Tyson Alawalu. But those guys are on the practice squad. They're still a young team. You know, they're still building. And I think next offseason, you're going to see overhaul on the D line. You but have now, if, if if they don't win the North. And I, I would really want to see a playoff victory. But if they don't, if they don't North, want to know, that's a big concern. That man. is that's... a big concern of everyone at that point. That's a failed season at that point. A very big, it's a big failure on this season. Yeah, let's, I'm not there yet though. So, I mean, uh, we got four games left and you're still in the driver's seat to win games it. games right now are the most important four games of the year because it's December football. It's kind of seeding for the playoffs. You're playing for your division. You're playing Minnesota twice. 
you're playing another NFC opponent in Dallas, and you're playing um, a hot Denver team. So these teams right now, these games, I'm hoping they go four and one. I don't know. Three and I'm one. Expect, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. I'm sorry, three and one. I, yeah. I, I, I can see I two mean, and two though. I can see two and two, but I'm hoping it's uh, three and one. I just as long as they beat the Vikings, I think I think we'll be in, and I think those are the two important, most important games for us is the Vikings game. If they beat the Vikings twice, I'm I'm happy. Um, Cowboys, uh, you already know how I feel about that game. Um, that game's gonna be really tough. <laughs> tough is not the tough is not the word. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, not, that I already game. I already know um, about that game, but um, Denver, we have a shot, and we'll see. Um, and that'll be a good win because I know how I talked about. Oh, the Lions really haven't really beat a, a I'll say a good team. Um, this will be one of the good teams that we beat. What's the record? Was seven and seven to six? Seven five, seven to five? The Broncos are. I, think I know they have a winning record. Six. I think, I think I know they have seven. a winning record. And they need this game because if they win, they beat us. They seven could be and six. Seven and six. They could be leading their division, and they could be a you know a, a playoff team, a, a contending playoff team. Yeah. Let me, let me take that back. Not to say Kentucky playoff team, but they could be leading the division and be a playoff team. So yeah. that that'll be that'll be a good win under Detroit's belt. They could beat Denver Broncos. So I'll be happy with that win. Um, I'm not just I'm just not giving much hope against the, the, the Cowboys. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into the oopsie doopsie and ball of the week, and then we'll head out of here. Oopsie doopsie of the week. Ooh, let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. I mean, you could really go one of two ways here. You can look at the big picture and say the, the play caller with Ben Johnson, or you could go and give it to the quarterback. I'm going to give it to the quarterback, honestly. I think the execution was more of an issue than the play calling, even though I think both were a big issue in this game. Um, I think the execution on the play was more of an issue than the play calling itself. So I'm going to give it to Jared Goff, where it really all starts from is the quarterback that's you know when you're playing well he's gonna get the most credit when you're when you're not playing well he's gonna get the most hate that's just how it goes that's the nfl that's football quarterback yeah. is always under the bright light so i don't think he played well in this game i don't think he's played well honestly in the past month outside the saints game um okay this was tough so i thought about this and i think i changed my thought. i'm gonna give it to a player that's played his ass off Last week and this week, it's Jalen Reeves. We have. It seems like every time they call his name, he makes a play. You know, they benched Anzalone for missed the tackle, comes in on a blitz, makes that tackle, kind of sort of switched momentum a little during that time of the game. Uh, and, I mean, he's a stud on special teams. He got special teams player of the week last week. So, shout out to Jalen Reeves. Maybe that's my ball of the week. Yeah, we haven't mentioned him a lot. Like, I, I think we really neglected him in that Saints post game, but what he's done the last two weeks has been special. He's been very, very good for this football team. He needs more snaps. I don't know. I don't care who he takes it from. He needs more snaps. He could tackle too, which this team has just not been able to he do. He could cover. He could cover. He could cover too. He could. You know, the thing is, he always had that talent. It's like he, he just, he's just a guy who's always been talented, and we're just like, why don't he play? Even when he was with us all this time, and like even back then, you know, we used to say, "Why, why does he play?" He had that one year where he played some defensive snaps, and then the very next year he was gone. Yeah, that was Campbell's yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, Texans signed him from us, took him away yeah. from us. All right, that is your oopsie doopsie and ball of the week. All right, guys, that is going to be a wrap. You could finally burn the tape, burn your ears from this Bears game. It's officially yeah. over. We're done talking about it. Disgusting, disgusting game. Very ugly. We'll be back later on the week to preview the Denver Broncos, which I said earlier, I think it's very, very important to get the lines. I think I'm almost giving it the must win at, at, at this point. They need to win this game, get some confidence back to the fan base. 
and we will talk about it later in the week so hope you guys all enjoyed i'm out guys peace all right man like tyler said uh this game is done with we're on to the broncos and i'll see you guys later in the week peace all right George. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.